Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Morning, Robin. Steven Lankford did on the pregame show. And no, Robin in San Francisco, if you're listening to this right now, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about one of the unsung heroes of this station, of this company, Robin Spaulding, who's helping me out here on the board earlier this morning. But good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a terrific Thursday. Got a lot to get into today. Of course, we're going to start with some baseball. The Giants lose to the Diamondbacks in a 3-2 game, and we could focus on the eighth inning. We could focus on Dom Leone all we want, but there's plenty of other factors that played into it that I do want to talk about um, because there's, there, <laughs> I, really, I, I understand that it's just a loss to the Diamondbacks, but when you really think about it, there are a lot of angles to go at this from, so uh, there's plenty to get to from there. Then, of course, there's the 49ers. They had their joint practice with the Vikings yesterday, and... In celebration of the new Hard Knocks, which has come out with the Detroit Lions, the second episode was released earlier this week. I want to try, I'm going to play some sound for you from that joint practice in the press conferences from Kyle Shanahan, from Trey Lance, and George Kittle. Although, just to make it a little more fun on a Thursday, we're going to narrate it as if it's Hard Knocks. Because Hard Knocks is very. Oh, what's the word? Epic? <laughs> they make they try to make everything sound epic when really it's just training camp. You know, so we're going to try and narrate it as if Hard Knocks is with the 49ers and they'd be putting the camera and doing everything like that. So that's all coming up on today's show. Going to be a lot of fun. And oh, yeah, the NBA schedule rolled out, and I'm not going to go through every single game. But there is a there's a advantage that the Warriors do have this season with the schedule. 
but also something really cool that the NBA is doing in general, which I absolutely love. And I think sports need to uh, more sports around that have these long seasons. Uh, they need to take a look at that and wonder if they should emulate what the NBA is going to be doing this year. So I cannot wait for that. That's all coming up on today's show. But let's get to the Giants game from last night. And you know what? Before we get to the negatives, because it was a 3-2 loss and they lost it in the eighth inning, I want to start out with something positive. And I go to the bottom of the six when the game is tied 1-1. Lamont and Wade Jr. put the only run on the board. He hit that home run to center in the bottom of the third. Then you fast forward three innings, and J.D. Davis... Does this. High drive. Left field. Garrett back. Out of here. That's not weird for Davis. And he does it at a 3-2 count. Credit to NBC Sports Bay Area for the audio. J.D. Davis with the solo home run. Now, as you know, J.D. Davis was the main player to come back in that Darren Ruff trade. So Darren Ruff traded to the New York Mets. They bring back J.D. Davis, and they get three other prospects that are involved there. The rest of the prospects are all in the minor leagues. But J.D. Davis, he had the way that we talked about Darren Ruff here in San Francisco, which is he could give you some production at times, but really what's the value of having him on the team? What can he really do? Um, J.D. Davis, even though he wasn't a plus defender when he was coming over here, it was what he could do with the bat, and the Mets fans were not thrilled about it. And the only way that I can gauge what Mets fans are talking about is through social media. So it's through Twitter. I understand Twitter is not everything with Mets fans. Uh, but he was only batting two thirty eight by the time that the Giants signed him. So I don't think Mets fan any fan any any player that's batting under two fifty in New York, New York fans are gonna be like, get him out of here. But he was batting two thirty eight when he came to the Giants. Since then, he has upped his average to two fifty seven. He's had four home runs, five RBIs. He's only struck out 11 times, and he's walked four times so far. Those are some very good numbers. And, oh, his OPS, OPS is the stat that everyone likes. That's the one that you got to look to here. It's the on-base percentage plus the slugging percentage. The OPS is at 1.205. 1.205. Most OPS numbers, they don't go over one. Most of the time, when you add the uh, when you add the on base percentage and the slugging percentage, most of the time it's somewhere between. I don't know if you're a if you're an average hitter, you're going to be around the seven hundred to eight hundred mark. If you're a good hitter, you're going to be around the eight hundred to nine hundred mark. And if you're a very good, above average to elite hitter, you are going to be over nine hundred and over one. A 1.205 OPS so far with the Giants. So those numbers are fantastic. And I don't know what the future is for J.D. Davis because, again, he's not a plus defender. And that's what you're going to need going into next season, especially when Longoria is going to be gone. I don't know if J.D. Davis is going to be exclusively the D.H. I don't know what's going to happen with his future. I wouldn't mind if he stuck here with the Giants. But he's been showing out so far. He's been showing out. And, you know, I mentioned this yesterday, too. But when Hunter Pence joined the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast, the podcast hosted by Joe Shasky and Mark Willard for Giants fans, go and check it out wherever you find the podcast, but specifically the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Hunter Pence was saying that the Giants needed to bring in Joey Gallo because Joey Gallo needed a change of scenery. 
well, switch the names and think Joey Gallo instead for J.D. JD Davis. You bring J.D. Davis in, and look what's happening right now. He's just constantly getting hits. He started out his first five games with a one hit apiece. You know, and then he cooled off a little bit. But against the Pirates, he had a multi-hit game. First game against the Diamondbacks, he was two for three. Like, this dude has been showing out. So shout out to J.D. Davis for giving the Giants the lead. And from the 5-7-4, Curtin Napa, everyone is acting like the Giants are such an awful T. Curtin Napa, going to need you to finish that text. Now, 888-957-9570, Comcast Business Text Line and the phone number. And you know what? Speaking on that, too, uh, Lamont Wade Jr., you know, he's the other guy who hit a solo shot as well. Um, it seems like he's finding a swing. Now, it's a little too late in the season, to be honest. Like, you needed Lamont Wade before he you – know, I know he understand he started off the season on the IL. Um, so, you know, you, it's not exactly – you know, he's been, it's not exactly like he's been healthy all season. But Lamont Wade just hasn't been able to find that late-night Lamont magic uh, that he had. And he's starting to find it now. And maybe maybe this can happen for the rest of the season if they're going to continue on with this little wild card run. Uh, but I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Lamont Wade Jr. as well. Uh, but now he's currently batting two oh two, so he's finally gotten that number over the 200 mark. But let's get to the negatives here. Because I talked about the sixth inning with J.D. Davis. But it's what happened in between those two home runs, specifically the fifth, uh, that I want to get to. Because Lamont Wade started out the bottom of the fifth with a walk. You know what? We actually got Carlos Rodon to talk about as well. That's going to be in the next segment. Uh, But Jock Peterson comes up, grounds out, except they counted as a ground out, but it was a bunt. And it was a sacrifice bunt. And I just got to say this. If you're going up against a right-handed pitcher in Zach Davies, now Zach Davies is dealing, and maybe Gabe Kapler wasn't liking the swings that Jock Peterson was taking, but if you are a lefty in this system, and they're bringing you up specifically because you're facing a right-handed pitcher, and you put down a sacrifice bunt when the game is tied at 1-1, I understand Wilmer Flores was hot and really the at-bat after Jock Peterson laid it down. It was a good bunt, don't get me wrong. But when Wilmer Flores strikes out, like, okay, you sacrifice bunted Jock Peterson for Wilmer Flores. Is that really what you want to do? Just an easy out to the third baseman. But, like, if you're batting, a, if you're a lefty and you cannot swing against a righty, the coaches don't have faith in you to get a hit, then, man, what, what is going on here? Uh, but continuing on, moving on to the seventh inning, Austin Wins gets on with the single to lead off the bottom of the seventh, right? And we, by the way, we just came off an electric uh, six innings pitched from Carlos Rodon. So you get to the seventh inning, Harleen Garcia comes in, and even though, you know, Brandon Crawford made an all-star level play against Cattell Marte, Harleen Garcia was able to get out of it, even though he gave up some hard-hit balls. Then Josh Rojas ended up striking out to end that inning. Then you go to the bottom of the seventh, you have some momentum there. You do. Some great defense being played in the top of the seventh. Carlos Rodon goes six strong, strikes out with the ba- uh, strikes everyone out with the bases loaded. 
Austin Wings gets off with a leadoff single. Then Tyro Estrada ends up striking out. And Austin Wins gets to second on a Joey Bart walk. Then they pinch run Mike Yastrzemski for Austin Wins at second. Then Noe Ramirez, the pitcher who was on the mound, picks off Mike Yastrzemski at second. That can't happen with one out. Especially with runners on first and second, you got Wilmer Flores up. That killed all the momentum. That killed all the momentum in that bottom of the seventh. So, sure, in the first few winnings, you had your chances, but I'm really looking at the middle of the game there, specifically after J.D. Davis had hit that home run and the Giants not being able to capitalize on two innings where your, bull, where your, where your starting pitcher gets out of it and your bullpen actually does its job along with defense behind them. Then you follow it up with bad base running. Then you bring it to the eighth inning. The Giants are still up two to one, and that's when Dom Leone comes in. Dom Leone ends up giving up a single to Christian Walker right off the pallet. Like Christian Walker was swinging at the first pitch, no matter what. I was nervous when he was coming up to the plate. I thought he was going to hit a home run. Uh, but then Stone Garrett, who was making his debut already with an RBI to start things off, he ends up getting a double. Then there's runners on second and third. Cooper Hummel ends up flying out to Mike Yastrzemski in right field. Nobody ran. And then Jake McCarthy, the guy who two nights ago almost hit a home run, just grazed the right field foul pole. It didn't even graze it. It was close to grazing it uh, when they had to replay it. Well, Jake McCarthy, he ends up getting on with the line drive, tries to extend that single into a double, gets called out at second, inning is over, but the damage was done, and it's a 3-2 ball game. Now, everyone is up in arms about the bullpen and the moves that they're making. I want to get to that on the other side uh, because I felt like Gabe Kapler made the right move. At some point, you got to look at the players on this team and you got to expect execution. So I want to get to what Gabe Kapler had to say on the other side because the way that Gabe Kapler was talking to reporters yesterday, you could tell that he was pissed about the outcome of that game. So we'll get to that on the other side. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The biannual blowout is just a week away, and we've got a lot of work to do. Keenan's Rug Emporium is rolling out a Labor Day bonanza. He needs 10 new sales associates as the crowds loom large. Someone run a stock check on all the Moroccan 8x10s? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. 
We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, starting trouble. No one likes that. We'll get you set up for some stronger starts. You might just need a fresh charge, and we'll take care of that free of charge. But if it is time for a new battery, we've got replacement batteries that'll fit your needs, starting at just $69.99. You can learn more about our battery selection at AutoZone.com. That's what makes us America's number one battery destination. Claim based on data from the NPD Group 2021. Kirby is your driveway mechanic. They bring the shop to you with brake and tire replacements, oil changes, and much more. It's the ultimate convenience. Easy booking, transparent pricing, on-time arrivals, and service right in your driveway. No waiting rooms and direct access to your mechanic with friendly and reliable service. No middleman or upsells. They're so sure you'll love the convenience. Take $50 off your first oil change with code OIL50 at Kirby.com. That's C-U-R-B-E-E.com and use code OIL50. Kirby. Your driveway mechanic. Are you curious about who offers the best deals on top-rated Samsung, LG, and Sony TVs? The answer is surprising. It's not online, and it's not the warehouse clubs. The best deals on top-rated TVs are at video only. Don't believe it? Then check out the trade-in deals at video only. How about $500 for your old TV? Try doing that online. Before you buy that new TV, drop into video only. If you don't, you'll be sorry. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's Internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. The following is a commercial announcement. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The PGA Tour is back in Napa Valley with the Fortinet Championship, where fans experience every kind of cheers. Join us September 15th through the 18th at Silverado Resort and Spa for four days of world-class golf, Napa hospitality, and two nights of unforgettable performances featuring multi-platinum superstar Cole Swindell and Grammy-nominated powerhouse One Republic, all included with your daily ticket. Join Fortinet, Silicon Valley's leader in cybersecurity, at the Fortinet Championship. Secure your tickets now at FortinetChampionship.com. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at RepairClinic.com. 
If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a terrific Thursday. Now, coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to get to the 49ers joint practice with the Vikings, the NBA schedule, what I like about it this year, and not even specifically just for the Warriors and the fact that they do have an advantageous schedule. But there's something that the the NBA is implementing this season, which I think is fantastic. So we'll get to that in the final half hour, but want to continue to talk Giants here. As the Giants lose 3-2, to two, the third game of a four-game series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're back at it today, and, you know, it's a big one to take this series this afternoon. 12.45 is the start time. But continuing on with last night's game, um, I want to go to Gabe Kapler here. Gabe Kapler, you don't hear him getting too chippy with the media. You don't. And I got to be honest, I wasn't on social media last night. Right, so I don't know what everyone's reaction was. You you only have so much time, you know, to in between the time that this game ends, you know, by the time that this game ends, somewhere between nine thirty and ten o'clock, you got to wake up, you got to come to work. Not a lot of time to look at social media to see the reaction. Um, but the reporters asked Kapler about why he did not bring in Doval to relieve Dom Leone when Dom Leone had those runners on second and third, and you had McCarthy coming up. And here's what Gabe Kapler had to say when he was asked by reporters. A little too early in the season or, or too much of a workload recently for Camilo to consider, you know, maybe bringing him into some of those situations. It's worth consideration. I mean, I think everything is. For like four outs, not not for like a six outs. I think anything is worth consideration and um, is being considered. Tonight specifically, what went into that consideration with Camilo potentially coming in with two outs in second and third in the eighth? It was a consideration, and it was one of those things where we need to have confidence with everybody in our bullpen. Like, Camilo Duvall cannot handle the load for the entire bullpen all the time. We have to have everybody contribute, and we trust these guys to do so. So, I actually, you know, you're not supposed to do this as a sports radio host, but I'm going to take both sides on this one. (laughs) I'm going to sit on the fence. And Curtin Napa, you sent an extremely long text, which is really jumbled through our text machine right now. So I will get to your text, Curtin Napa, I promise. Uh, But what Gabe Kapler had to say there, why he didn't bring Duvall in. Look, Duvall hasn't pitched in this series at all so far uh, in the first two games. He pitched against the Pirates in all three, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check. Yes, he did. He was in in all three. And... You could be at, you could be saying, well, you know what? Two outs, runners on second and third, high pressure situation. Dom Leone clearly doesn't have it. You need to bring Camilo Duvall in. I could see that side of it. Like I really can't. I'm I'm willing to hear that. Like they should have brought Duvall in. They should have taken Dom Leone out. They should have had the wherewithal to do so because Dom Leone. Look, at, I, I got when prior to July, I thought Dom Leone was awesome. 
I thought he was. I thought he was. I, I thought, for lack of a better term, he was setting himself up to be the setup man for this team. I'm like, oh, you know what? You could you can rely on this guy maybe in the seventh or the eighth inning. Oh, you might you might have something here. And that's what I was saying before July. But after July, ever since July 1st, when he had a 2.45 ERA, that was the lowest his ERA has been. Well, actually, it was at 2.36 at one point. Uh, But 2.45 was the lowest it had been since today. Since July 1st, when his ERA ERA was a 2.45, bear with me, there's going to be a lot of numbers here. He has, in 17 games pitched, an 8.56 ERA. An 8.56 ERA. And in case you haven't done the math there, that's boosted his ERA from 2.45 to 4.5. That's terrible. So, Kapler, maybe he should have looked at the numbers there and thought, you know what, Dom has been really struggling as of late. You know, he had one good outing against the Pirates. He had one good outing against the Diamondbacks. But he had two straight bad outings against the A's and the Padres uh, this past month. So I understand that side of it. But I'm also about the players executing. Like if Dom Leone is going to come in in a situation where it's a 2-1 ball game and you have an opportunity to bring Camilo Doval in in the bottom of the ninth, you know how Edwin Diaz has that uh, from the Mets? You know how he has that... That song called Narco with the trumpets, let the trumpets sound, and he comes out from center field, and it's a whole spectacle. SNY, the TV network that takes care of the Mets over there in New York, they uh, they have the camera right behind him. They do a lot of cool angles, everything. They get the crowd playing the trumpet, clapping along to the beat. They kind of have a similar thing going with Camilo Doval. I think they're still trying to find the right song, but right now they're using a tequila remix. They could have had that opportunity there in the bottom of the ninth. So I'm on the side of, of course, you could have brought in Doval with runners on second and third. But when you bring in a guy in the eighth, that player needs to execute. He does. I don't care if it's a bad decision by the manager or we want to blame Gabe Kapler. Oh, he should have done this. Like, no. You had a clean inning. You were the setup man. You got to understand your role. Execute. Execute, execute, execute. Like, that's all you got to do as a pitcher. And that's why this bullpen is going to need shaping out. Uh, But Kapler, in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, by the way, when the Giants were able to uh, get a runner on base as Tommy LaStella ends up getting on on a wild pitch after striking out, Mark Melanson ended up getting the save. Uh, But he was asked about why he did not pinch run Tommy LaStella. And, you know, Kapler, he keeps his cool. Uh, for the most part, but he did not like the question from the reporters. Here's what Gabe Kapler had to say when he was asked about possibly pinch running, pinch running for Tommy LaStella there in the bottom of the ninth. I think LaStella was fine in that situation. Did something happen there that a, no, a no, pinch runner would have been valuable? No, I mean, obviously he's got the, the Achilles things and it's not quite as fast as he... Right, um, but what I'm, 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 I may be missing something. No, so just, uh, just wondering, because usually that he would be a guy in those situations where you might consider a pinch runner for with a pitcher in that situation. Well, you don't. You didn't. That's what I'm saying. You don't have I'm just curious. I, I feel like I feel like I might. You might be seeing something that I'm missing. So I'm curious if there's I anything there. Nope. Just asking. Okay. I gotta say something about Kapler though. Like I, I, I really like him as a as a person. I do. But when he's frustrated, he's a very passive aggressive guy. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, oh, oh I, I'm just curious. I'm just, I'm just curious. No, you're not just curious. You're telling the reporter their question is stupid. 
That's what you're doing. I'm just curious. What would you? Uh, well, well, you're going to bring in a pitcher for a uh, for a you know, as a pinch runner. Is that what you wanted to do? like he was he was not having it uh but look in the end there are plenty of other factors that played into it went over them in the first segment of course if you want to check that out use the odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y you could log in use the rewind feature go back listen to the beginning of the show skip through the commercial breaks if you'd like and then you can catch up by the time we get to the football segment in the final half hour uh but there are plenty other factors that play into it you know just the Giants not getting on base in this inning. Zach Davies uh, had been very good for the Diamondbacks, but Carlos Rodon was lights out. It's fascinating, actually, watching how this rotation is shaping out because the question is, and we I talked about this extensively yesterday, the reason that they're possibly not going to sign Rodon to a contract extension is because when you look at what Jacob Junis, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood have done in their starts, you point to those guys and you say, And you know what? Farhan can find some guys like that where you can get them low-risk, high-reward type of dudes who could be at the back end of your bullpen. You can keep Logan Webb. Kyle Harrison, the prospect, most likely going to get called up at some point next season. You can live. You can try. You know, you know who uh, you know who a guy is that's going to be on the uh, as a free agent next year is uh, Zach Davies, the guy who was pitching for the Diamondbacks. That's actually (laughs) Zach Davies. I bet you Farhan is watching that and like. You know what? I'm not going to sign Rodon to a I'm not going to sign him to a 5-year $125 million deal. You know what? I'm going to sign Zach Davies to a 1-year deal. Dude's going to be 30 years old. Zach Davies is the prototypical Farhan find, the guy that you were seeing last night for the Diamondbacks. But on the other side, Carlos Rodon was awesome and really when you look at how that game shaped out yesterday, it's no wonder uh, that he's not going to be picking up that option. You know, I mean, that play with Brandon Belt, I know it's a tough one for Brandon Belt, but when the pitcher is making his way over to first, you got to be accurate with that. But Carlos Rodon, shout out to him, 11 Ks yesterday, and you saw the reason why he's going to be getting a big money contract that next year. That's why he is pitching the way that he's doing, um, and he got out of that sixth inning. I love how they kept him in in the sixth, even though he got into a little hot water. Um, you know, he had the catcher's interference had the walk to start out with Josh Rojas, the catcher's interference on Stone Garrett with two outs, then the hit-by-pitch by by Cooper Cummel uh, with two outs, and then he strikes out Luplo to end things with an 0-2 count. So Carlos Rodon was lights out yesterday, and he's making his case for the Giants to sign him. I'd much rather sign that dude. I really would, but whoever is going to get him next year, I hope he remains with the Giants. I think the Giants absolutely, they need to take a chance on him. They do. I, I I just don't want to see another guy like Zach Davies, who we saw on the mound yesterday. I don't want to see him come to this team next year and expect him to be the number two starter. You know, and then you have Webb, Davies, DeSclafani, Alex Wood, then Alex Cobb. I'm not going to be feeling too good about that. But man, that you know, they needed that win last night. It's a tough one, but look, the schedule for the Giants still it remains relatively easy you got this one more game against the diamondbacks and you got three more against the rockies then you got two against the tigers really when you start facing contenders is when you start facing the twins but that's not till the end of august so uh for the next week or so you got some easy matchups coming up so curtain napa weighed in here at the comcast business text line from the 574 curtain napa everyone is acting like the giants are such an awful team but they are over 500 with no superstars. If they have one or two key prospects get to the next level, they'll be just fine. I understand that, Kurt. 
And no, the Giants aren't awful. The Giants are not an awful team. I don't think anyone's saying they're an awful team, Kurt. Nobody's saying they're awful. We're just saying that they're average. That's really what we're saying about the Giants this year. That they're average. And, you know, the waiting on the possibly one or two key prospects, well, this team is much farther away from one or two key prospects uh, than I, I think. I mean, Kyle Harrison is one guy that you're waiting for. Marco Luciano. Like, you know what? In two years, I know no one wants to have patience for that, but in two years, a lot of these guys who aren't even on the prospect list right now, take a, you know, actually take a look because the prospect list is constantly being updated once a month. Take a look at those guys that they got ready to possibly come up in the next couple of years. You know, Jairo Palmeiras is starting to show out in high A. Vaughn Brown. Obviously, Marco Luciano's that guy. Luis Matos has been hitting lately. Casey Schmidt is a third baseman uh, who has a lot of power. I know Patrick Bailey's gotten a couple of home runs to catcher. You know, they got players who could steal bases. Like, I, I'm looking forward to the team in the next two to three years in terms of prospects. Uh, but for now, they're going to need to sign somebody. They're going to need to sign somebody. From the 95, Kapler's never been good at managing a pen. Look at his time in Philly. But you also got to look at the players that he has. I understand his time in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, I'm not even looking at. Uh, but hasn't the past couple of years taught you, at least in 2019, hasn't the 2019 season taught you that no matter what moves he makes, it's just not going to work? Like, who knows? You bring in Camilo Duvall in that situation, you know, with runners on second and third, you bring him in, what if he gives up that two-run single? You know? What if McCarthy comes in, who's been raking, what if McCarthy comes in and just actually gets a base hit, and you know what? Extends the inning, doesn't even get called out at second. There's a big what-if there, and that's a what-if, that's a risk that's too high to take. I'm telling you, like, if these players are going to come in in the eighth inning, you know their role. Get it done. Get it done. Stop leaving the ball up in the zone. Don't give Christian Walker a pitch to hit. I look at the players and I just think you got to execute at some point. We always blame one or the other. You know, it could be a little bit of both, 925. It really could be a little bit of both. Like, I, I, you could be saying, you know what, he's not good at managing a pen. I'm more leaning on the side of the players need to execute. That's where I'm at. All right, on the other side. Been a fun baseball conversation. Lots to get to from that game. Uh, But on the other side, I want to talk a little basketball schedule. What I really, really like from it, and it has nothing to do with the Warriors' opponents or who they're facing on Christmas and opening night and all that. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has something to do that's taking place at the end of January, which is something that I absolutely love, and I think baseball needs to take note of it. And then we'll get to some football as well. 49ers-Vikings, they had their joint practice, and Trey to Gray is becoming a thing. So we'll get to that all on the other side. And we're going to have some fun playing the sound. I'm going to do it with the Hard Knocks narration voice. I love Leif Schreiber, who narrates the Hard Knocks episodes. The one with the Detroit Lions is awesome. Uh, But I want to narrate this 49ers and Vikings press conference as if it's a Hard Knocks episode. So we'll get to all that in the final half hour. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. 
You know, I say that every time I open a segment now. Is that just the new, is that like my tagline? It's no longer yes, sir. It says, good morning, everybody. Creative. But no, seriously, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in to the pregame show. First half hour, talked a lot of Giants baseball. Of course, if you want to check that out, you can download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Hit the rewind feature. Now, of course, if you don't like this show and you just want to wait for the morning roast and you can't wait till it gets here, well, the Odyssey app also has other options for you. They have podcasts. They have other radio stations. They got music. They got everything that you'll need. They also got the MLB Beat the Streak daily podcast. Beat the Streak, the game where you got to, you know, Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. You got to choose a player every day to possibly get a hit. And if you can get a hit streak for 56 straight games, then you win 5.6 million bucks. There's a podcast for that on the Odyssey app. You can find anything on the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. But most importantly, you can rewind this show and, of course, catch 95.7 live every single day. Now, before we get to football and... Specifically, the joint practice between the 49ers and the Vikings. There's only so much that you can draw from it. Uh, But Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance, and George Kittle all spoke. And instead of just, you know, doing the typical, oh, I'm just going to play some sound for you. Here's what Shanahan had to say. Uh, Well, I've been watching Hard Knocks for the past couple episodes. And I love Lee Schreiber, the narrator. So we are going to set up sound after the joint practice as if Lee Schreiber is narrating in Hard Knocks. So it's kind of like going to be a hard knocks version of 40 of 49er football, except there's no cameras that are actually on the field. Uh, But real quick, the NBA schedule was released yesterday. And look, personally, this is just me. Okay, if you love if you love the schedule release day and you love to schedule watch, that's great. But in football, it's a little different because the NFL, you only have 18 weeks. You know, there's not that many games to count. But when you have so many games in the NBA, I mean, there's just too many. And you just don't know, and I think last year had proven it with the Warriors, you don't know what the team is going to look like at that point in the season. You know, you could try and go through it game by game and create a win-loss record and think, oh yeah, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. But you don't know whether these players are going to be healthy or not. You don't know what the what the lineup's going to look like. You don't know what the rotations are going to look like. We have no clue. So I don't like making predictions based on it. Although, this was something interesting that did uh, pop across the timeline. And I want to shout out Mr. Sam Lubman, producer of The Morning Show, uh, for sending us this. Uh, but the Warriors, in terms of their opponent's rest... Well, they have the fourth easiest schedule. Someone crunched the numbers. They have the fourth easiest schedule in terms of opponents' rest compared to where the Warriors will be at with their rest. So I do think that's something uh, to keep an eye on. But in the grand scheme of things, to me, probably going to forget about that by the time the season comes around. But the thing that I love is from January 4th to January, or 24th, excuse me, from January 24th to January 28th, they are implementing a Rivals Week. I love this. So, first off, they're not going to have any games on Election Day. We know that, so shout out to them on, the no- on November 8th. But they're starting a Rivals Week game where 11 nationally televised games across four networks will be played over the span of these five days. You're going to have the Celtics versus the Heat, which is always a great matchup. 
within the Eastern Conference. You're going to have Clippers, Lakers. You're going to have Nets, Sixers. You're going to have the Warriors and the Grizzlies. You're going to have the Bulls and the Hornets because you got LaMelo going up against Lonzo. You're going to have the Mavs versus the Suns, a repeat of the playoffs. Then you're also going to have the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves can make a leap uh, this year. Very curious to see what they do. Then you're going to have the Raptors and the Warriors. Then you're going to have the Nuggets and the Sixers, so you're going to see be seeing Jokic versus Embiid. You're going to have the Knicks and the Nets. And then you're going to have, to close things out, the Lakers and the Celtics. I love Rivals Week. This is an idea that I can get behind. I don't care about some midseason tournament so you can give players incentives to actually try and play and not take nights off. I don't care about that. You know, sure, tournaments are fun to watch, but, in the, you know, personally, it's just a gimmick to me if they do a midseason tournament. I'm all for trying things new, but a midseason tournament just doesn't really do it for me. Rivals Week is what does. I think they could make, a, I think they could really make something cool happen here. And Rivals Week. They need to implement this in baseball, maybe in football, if they could do that. If they could manage to get like one week where it's just every team is playing their rival, but you know how the schedule works out. You're only playing, you know, the certain division, and, you know, so it'd be tough to do. It'd be tough to maneuver around that. But baseball, they have 162 games. Why not experiment with that? Hell, same thing with hockey. Rivals Week is a great idea. It is. So shout out to whoever created that. That's what stuck out to me on the schedule there. I love I love schedule like sure, schedule watching great. But I love things like this. Trying something new. You know, and, and I and I applaud the NBA for doing that. The M, the baseball, they tried doing it with the Field of Dreams game, but you had the Cubs versus the Red uh, versus the Reds this year which nobody was really interested in watching when they saw that matchup released last year. After watching the White Sox and the Yankees, you see Cubs-Reds is going to be next season's game. It's like, oh, great. But now they're not even going to have it because a youth development complex is being built over there. So next season, they're not even going to have the Field of Dreams game. They need to do something. And if, look, I, I know every league, they're stubborn, right? Every league has an ego. They want to do. They want to be their own league. They want to do their own thing. They don't want to take things from the other leagues. They don't want to take it from the NBA. They don't want to take stuff from the NFL. But you know what? They should. I'd be up for this within the NBA. Like the NBA, they took this from the NFL, which is making a rule change when there's fan, an outpouring of fan reaction, which is negative. Like the NFL does a great job of doing that. You know, maybe to the detriment of certain calls. For example, after the Saints Rams and they decided that you can challenge these pass interference penalties. Yeah, that 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 you know might have been to the detriment of some teams, but they made that change because well, you they didn't want another situation like that happening again. Going back to the Bills and Chiefs, they changed their overtime rules because they didn't want you know, another quarterback like Josh Allen sitting on the sidelines in overtime not getting another chance to throw the football. Took him a few years because that the same thing happened with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady back in 2018, I want to say, or 2019 when the Chiefs and the Patriots were playing and Tom Brady just drove downfield. No, 2018, excuse me, was 2018. But uh, I love this. Rivals week, the week of January 23rd. I'm really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that. You know, and you could, 
talk about how, you know, the NBA has this many games during the NFL season. Why are they doing this? I, I, I don't really care about that. That's just me. Like, you, you can. That's not going to be the type of thing that bothers me when there's cross-sport pollination, if you will. Uh, it's, it, nah, it's not going to – I don't really care. From the 510, well, they took that rule out after only one year, but we get the point. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's what I love about the schedule. I'm not going to look at it game by game. Can't wait for the Warriors season to get started. Can tell you that much. You know, now you're going to see LeBron for the next couple of years. He signed that big contract extension. And, and quick aside, you know how strange that is that uh, with Bronny and the videos that are surfacing of him with the posterized dunk and Skip Bayless is just throwing all of his chips into the I am going to criticize Bronny because he didn't throw it down with the left hand. Like Skip Bayless, the hell, man. <laughs> like He's a joke. All right, so. When it comes to football, let's transition here because we do have the football season coming up. We got to wait for basketball. Can't wait for that. Those games in January, and it is probably going to coincide with playoff football. So um, that is going to be interesting to watch out for. But I do love Rivals Week. I do love the idea of it. But on to a football season that's actually going to happen here in the next few weeks. Um, If you haven't watched Hard Knocks before, well, Hard Knocks, they have a narrator with Lee Schreiber, and it's Relatively the same format every single season. You know, you have slow motion, uh, slow motion cameras with the plays, slow motions of the linemen hitting the sled, slow motions of the football in the air with a tight spiral, slow motions of the quarterback throwing the football. But one thing that has been the same is their narrator, Lee Schreiber. So I want to narrate what happened with this 49ers joint practice, mostly to set up the sound here. Just a fun way to set up sound with Shanahan, Lance, and Kittle and what they had to say after practice yesterday. But before we do get to that, I just got to play. Like We've had, we've had two great moments so far uh, throughout these hard knocks, at least one per episode. I mean, there's multiple that you can go through but my personal favorite number one in the first episode was deuce staley who's the running back coach and the assistant head coach and aaron glenn the defensive coordinator when those two were going at it in practice when they were just talking all that bleep to each other all that trash i want to say another word i want to say the s word very badly right now (laughs) i really do i really want to say the s word they were talking that s to each other during offense defense and from the 510, Raptors versus Warriors, how's that a rivalry, nice guy? I mean, you go back to the, yeah, I, I know. You go back to the finals. They want to bring back Raptors versus Warriors. That's what they have during Rivals Week. Don't be nitpicky about it, 510. I get it. How is that a rivalry? But the rest are rivals, okay? Fine. Anyway, continuing on. Do Staley and Aaron Glenn going at it in the first episode. That was my favorite moment. But the second episode that just was released, Amon Ross St. Brown, who was drafted in 2021, was drafted behind 16 other wide receivers. His brother is Equinemius St. Brown, who you might have heard of. I believe he plays with the Bears. But Amon Ross St. Brown has a little bit of Draymond Green in him. You know how Draymond knows every single draft pick that was taken ahead of him because he was drafted in the second round? Well, Amon Ross St. Brown can name every receiver in their college, the 16 that were taken ahead of him. This was impressive, I thought. Uh, for me, I would say draft, uh, the draft experience was With the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. I can 
can tell you all 16 receivers and where they went to college. Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase, LSU, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Smith, wide receiver, Alabama, Darius Tony, Florida, Rashad Bateman, Minnesota, Elijah Moore, Rondo Moore, Dwayne Eskridge, Tutu Atwell, Louisville, Terrence Marshall, LSU, wide receiver, LSU, with the 77th pick, Josh Palmer, Tennessee, Josh Palmer, Deami Brown, UMC, Amari Rogers, Clemson, Nico Collins, Michigan, Anthony Schwartz, Auburn, with the 109th pick, and Des Fitzpatrick, Louisville. With the 112th selection in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver, USC. That is why it's Amon Ross St. Brown versus everybody. So I gave you that clip right there, and that's awesome by Amon Ross St. Brown. Then they showed him, I think his dad was a, uh, him and Equinemius' dad was a two-time Mr. Universe or whatever that's called. The, you know, the weightlifting thing, the Arnold Schwarzenegger pumping iron, that sort of thing. Yeah, his dad was involved in that, and they show those two working out in the weight room. They've been doing it ever since. They were, you know, like 11, 12 years old, heavy lifting. So this dude, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to be, I, I think that episode put him on the map because not a lot of people were paying attention to the Lions last year, and he quietly had a fantastic season among those rookies. So St. Brown has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, very excited to watch that. Uh, who was the other guy in the episode? Before we get to the 49ers here and the 49ers version of Hard Knocks, because, look, the narration from Leif Schreiber. That is why it's Amon Ross St. Brown versus everybody. That's how we're going to set up the sound here. Uh, but St. Brown has this chip on his shoulder. And then you got the Rodrigo guy, the six-round rookie who's a linebacker. I think he's number 44 or number 40. Like that dude... I can't wait to watch that dude if he actually makes it to the league and if he's actually a starting linebacker on this team. Rodrigo, as they call him. I can't remember his first name. I know I'm doing a lot of uncertain. I'm saying a lot of uncertain things right now, but I'm trying to you know bring back the Hard Knocks episode that I watched when it first came out. But the narration is one of my favorite parts about it. That is why it's Amon Ra St. Brown versus everybody. So, we had the Niners and the Vikings in joint practice, and I give you... The Hard Knocks version of 49ers training camp. Now, I cannot play the Hard Knocks music because I do not have the rights to it. So instead, we're going to do a little NFL Films bed, but it's going to be like Hard Knocks. All right, excuse me. <clears throat> Got to get ready here. Again, this is Leave Schreiber as if he's narrating the 49ers and Vikings joint practice. Here we go. Trey Lance last year. They traded two picks. They mortgaged their future to draft the future of their franchise. And Trey Lance, last year, Trent Sherfield, number 81, was the player that he coveted. But now, it's Danny Gray, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And Lance says that he's finding rhythm with his receivers. Playing football, I mean, it's kind of throwing where the defense tells me to throw the ball uh, more than I don't kind of just go back and pick a guy. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, finding rhythm. Uh, missed a big one with George and a big one with Debo today. But, yeah, I mean, those are great things to go back and watch on tape um, and just talk through with those guys. Trey to Gray. This year, it will be a staple in this 49ers offense as Trey Lance threw a deep ball to Danny Gray. 
in yesterday's game. Over, who was once a star cornerback, Patrick Peterson. Continuing on, but the number one receiver is Debo Samuel. Last year, Debo Samuel, third in all-purpose yards. One of the best receivers in the game. One of the best all-around players in the game. And Lance needs to make a connection with him. And what did Lance have to say about that? Three-man rush, uh, fourth and long. Just scrambled out to my right. Devo did a great job on two of them. Had a keeper as well that uh, he came off schedule with. Um, and then that play as well. I mean, he's done a great job off schedule for us, uh, along with Juwan and B.A., but Debo showed up today. One more from Trey Lance. The question is the offensive line. What can he do with this new interior? The left tackle, Trent Williams, future Hall of Famer. Mike McGlinchey, they picked up his player option. Fifth-year offensive lineman. They have him at right tackle. The interior of the offensive line is in question. And Trey Lance thinks that this young O-line can be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, going against another defense again. Uh, real talented D-line, some big guys up there. Uh, but I thought they've been doing a great job. Uh, hopefully get Dan back soon as well. Um, but, man, Spencer Burford again, Aaron Banks, Jake, those guys done a great job, and um, you know, I expect them to continue to do so. Trey Lance expected to be the starter. But another player who wasn't expected to be the starter, we go to the defensive side of the ball. And in the nickel corner position, the fifth-round rookie Samuel Womack looks to be taking that gig. And head coach Kyle Shanahan cut Darquez Denard, a veteran first-rounder, because Samuel Womack showed out in preseason of week one. Here's what he had to say about Samuel Womack's preseason. Yeah, Womack, I mean, I think everyone saw him during the game, and he did a real good job. Uh, he's done a decent job in practice, too. Um, we have some safeties who we can mix there also, so there's still some competition, but, yeah, we've been happy with how he's been so far. And the competition is wearing thin, as the starters are shaping out, heading into preseason week two. But one guy who we know will be a starter, as we are doing 49ers hard knocks here, for the joint practices. George Kittle. Pro Bowl, tight end. The jubilant, exuberant George Kittle. Thinks Trey Lance. He's improved in a certain area of his game. Actually, I think uh, I think Trey's his touch has definitely gotten a lot better uh, since he first got here. Like I'm pretty sure one of my first like five yard routes, he threw it at my head and tried to take my helmet off. Uh, now he's got like some nice touch to it. So, like I said, he, he's gotten so much better than when he first was here, and you know he's going to continue to improve. Kittle down the middle. Kittle down the middle. We know and love. But one thing that we are not split down the middle on is that preseason. Eh, doesn't matter compared to the joint practices. And George Kittle thinks so. When you do combined practices, especially like, I think both teams here are trying to get better. Like, you didn't see like a couple guys like trying to go out of the way just to hit someone or like, you know, start a fight, something like that. You have two teams that are trying to get better. And when you can compete kind of in this environment too, where you can slow it down, you can kind of talk about stuff and there's not, you know, the bolts aren't flying. And, you know, it's, I think it's really beneficial to both teams. And honestly, I think these two practices are more important than the game. Honestly, I mean, like the, you're going to, like, you have a chance here to show out in front of a lot of people, like coaching staff. They're going to see everything, all the scouts, everybody gets to see it. So, I mean, this is an opportunity for you. Like, who knows? Like, some of that might not, might not make our team, might make a Viking, and some of that's a Viking might not make them, and we might pick them up just based on these practices. So this is huge for everybody. They have one more practice today. Let's see if they can make some progress. <laughs> that might have been the dumbest thing I've ever done. No, actually, no, I, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. Yeah.
I just wish Lee Schreiber could narrate my life. That's not the dumbest thing I've ever done, but it's one of them. It's a top five. Save that to the demo. Especially, shout out to all of you who are just getting into your car and have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I got to say this about the joint practices, though. It was great seeing Trey to Gray. You know, if Danny Gray can beat out these cornerbacks, Patrick Peterson, it turns out, was getting beat all day. Um, the videos that I saw, it looked like the 49ers were dominating that practice. Uh, can't wait to see the rest of the released videos coming up today. Uh, but you can only, you know, put so much stock in a preseason and joint practices. I think that really does matter for coaches. I really want to see it in the regular season, but I got to say this. At least you're not like the Panthers and the Patriots who can't manage to get through a practice without throwing punches. Like, if, 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 Kyle, Shan- like if Kyle Shanahan did not have control of his team, like if, if uh, Kevin O'Connell, the young head coach for the Vikings, if he didn't have control of his team, like then it would have exploded into something like it happened with the Panthers and the Patriots. And that's not to say Bill Belichick doesn't have control of his team because it is the Patriots who started it after all. But, man, at least they're not ending in fights. So you got that going for you. At least you know they're a disciplined team. From the 510, was pretty horrible. You know Leaf. I love Leaf Schreiber. Probably was. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.